uh, who's ever ministering sends their scriptures ahead of time to either to Linda Parker or Teresa. And so help me, one of these days I'm going to pass the test. I copy-paste from uh, uh, Crosswalk, and uh, then you have to go back and you can get the scriptures, but then you got to go back and put the uh, the scripture of uh, the book and the the verse and all this. And so help me, I'll get something wrong every time. I have never, ever gotten it right yet. So I, one of these days I'm going to pass. But anyway, they're kind to me. Uh, although Linda gets on my case quite hard sometimes. <laughs> if you know Linda, she can do that. Amen. Praise God. God's great. God's great. Uh, I've actually had two titles for the message tonight. Uh, one I gave Teresa is Defeat or Victory. Uh, another title that I had is From I Can't to I Can. Um, we're going through a lot a lot of attacks, you know, there, there's a, things coming from all directions. And uh, so much, many of the church body has been facing attacks. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about tonight, uh, what we can do when these things take place. Before I go any further, I want to just pray and ask God just to minister to our hearts and that God will... Speak to us in the way that it won't be my words, that it'll be his words speaking to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. God, I love you tonight again. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of standing before your people today. I do it humbly, Lord. And I ask tonight, Lord God, that you will take those things that I studied, Lord, and, and the preparation, Lord, and that you will take it. And, 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 Lord, use it for your glory tonight, Lord. Lord, I pray that your anointing would be upon me as I speak, Lord. And, Lord, that it would be your words that come forth, not, not mine that I prepared. And, Lord, that you would just minister to every heart. Lord, I thank you for your presence that's here tonight. And I give you glory in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Death or victory, defeat or victory? To lose hope or see hope fulfilled? To desire or take possession? Powerlessness or strength? Fear or boldness? Anxiety or peace? Sickness or health? I can't or I can or in the power of the tongue. The words we speak produce fruit. We have the power to speak into existence good fruit as well as bad fruit. We have the power. We know we look at Jesus when he formed the world and, and um, he spoke it into existence. And he gave us a certain amount through him of being able to create things in this life. And it's through our words that we speak these things. 
Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. There is power in the words that you say. And I guess the question tonight, what type of fruit are you speaking into your life? Do the words you speak produce good fruit, or does it speak bad fruit? As Christians, we are to produce. As Christians, we are to produce two types of fruit. The first fruit we speak into reality is God's blessings and promises. Ephesians one three says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ." The blessings are ours; they are there; they are before us. It is ours to take. Second Corinthians one twenty says, For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. It's our blessing. God has promised these blessings to us. But it's up to us to speak into these things and speak these things out into our lives so they become a part of our life. God has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. All the promises of God are ours. He's already given them to us. But it's up to us to receive them. The words we speak have created power. Just as God created everything by the words of his mouth. But we must remember, we have an enemy whose main purpose is to rob, kill, and destroy That includes everything that God has promised us. His great desire is to take, if he cannot bring you down, he can't take your salvation. But if he can take the, uh, uh, hinder the promises of God that he, that God has for you, if he can hinder the blessings from coming into your, your life, he will defeat you and your, your, um, testimony will not be all that it can be is because of what he has done. And you have allowed these things to come into your life. It's up to us to speak life into the promises to bring them to reality. Deuteronomy 30.19 says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I, had, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. The word says that God has set before us life and death, blessing and cursing. By the words that we speak, we choose life or death. By the words that we speak, we choose blessing or cursing. By the words we speak, we receive, we receive God's blessings or we restrict God's blessings. God permits us to choose. But however, in this words here, he gives, uh, gives us the right answer. He says, choose life. Choose life. Choose life. Choose life into that situation that you're facing today. Choose life into your health. Choose life in everything that goes before you. Choose life. No one can make the choice for you. 
Your spouse can't make the choice for you. Your mom, your dad can't make the choice for you. You got to choose life. Again, what kind of fruit are we speaking into existence? Second Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us, what's it say? All things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything that we have need of in this life. Everything that we need for our spiritual life. Everything for our uh, physical life. He has given it unto us by His divine power. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. What did he give us? Exceedingly great and precious promises. That through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. He has so much to give us. It's right there before us. He has a table spread out for us. And whatever you have need of, it's there for us to partake in. It reminds me of that old song. There's a table spread for the saints of God are fed. He invites all his children to come and dine. Amen. Jesus Christ has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given us exceedingly great and precious promises. Nothing withheld. He will not hold back anything from you. The question is, why do so many Christians settle for a below standard, ordinary existence, an existence that God never intended for his people? Why are we satisfied with the little when so much is there before us? These Christians are never fully reaching never fully obtaining, never in possession of God's exceedingly and great precious promises. Why? Because they're not receiving the fruit of their lips. They're not speaking into their situation. So many times it's, and I've, I've caught myself doing this, you know, Man, I got this problem going on. I got this. I got this physical problem happening. I got this and that. And, and it becomes our vocabulary. It becomes the things that you talk about. Well, I'll tell you what. God has convicted me of that. And the things that I say. Why do we even bring it up? Why do we want to make conversation of those things? I call my mom. Ask her how she's doing. Well, I got this problem and I've had that going on and I've been sick with this and I've been having a lot of problems with the other and, you know, and, and that's what I hear from my mom. 
But she's not the only one that does that. She's the type of person, if she don't have anything to worry about, she worries about it. She's, she's just that way. At 86, I don't expect her to change too much. These Christians are confessing what's wrong in their life. They're confessing how sick they are, how poor they are, how the enemy has come against them. These Christians are giving praise and credit to Satan in what he has accomplished instead of speaking the life of God's promises into their lives. He don't deserve anything. We need to talk more about what God has done than what we're facing, not the problems that we have. It's so easy to get real negative about stuff. But we've got a very positive God. And we can get caught up in it. We get caught up when we're talking to other people. It just, we need to watch what we say. Hebrews 10.23, and this is the New Century Version, says, Let us hold firmly to the hope that we have confessed, because we can trust God to do what he has promised. Let us hold firmly to the hope that we have confessed, because we can trust God to do what he promised. We can trust God. You can trust God. You can trust God. God does not lie. God cannot lie. Romans 4.20 He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what He had promised, He was also able to perform. And therefore... It was accounted to him for righteousness. We're reading about Abraham. Abraham was fully convinced. He knew what God had promised. He knew that God was able to perform. And I guess tonight, are you convinced in your heart? But are we the type that says, God, I trust you in this. But then we just, we let go of it, then we grab it right back and just bring it back to ourselves. He knew whatever God had promised, God was able to perform. There was no wavering. He was totally convinced. And God honored Abraham because of his faith. Amen. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. By our own mouth, we keep back the blessings and the anointing of God in our lives. Again, God gives us the ability to choose, and we are to choose life. Galatians 3, verse 13 starts, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Curses everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham may come upon us, come upon the Gentiles, 
in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. He paid the price. He became the curse for you. One thing about the sacrifice that Jesus Christ done, it was complete. There was nothing lacking. And whatever you have need of tonight, there was nothing lacking in the sacrifice. And we got the privilege of having the blessings of Abraham upon our life. Not only did Jesus pay the price for our salvation and our healing, he included the price of our blessings. Through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we are eligible, we're entitled, and permitted permitted to take partake of the blessings of Abraham. I want to read that again. Through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we are now eligible, entitled, and permitted to partake of the blessings of Abraham. It's for us. It's for you and I. It's up to us to partake of them. We can read in Deuteronomy 28 the blessings of Abraham that are listed there. I want to read the first couple of verses. It says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. That speaks favor to me. That's favor from God. Again, the promises of Abraham are ours. And he goes on, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. I'm ready to be overtaken by the blessings of God tonight. What kind of picture does that verse put in your mind? To me, it's kind of like a mighty rushing water just kind of engulfing you, consuming you. Shall come upon you and overtake you. Verse 3, I'm not going to read all of these, but I, I want to just read a section of these blessings. It says, Blessed shall you be, blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be, shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your hands, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. You can go on from there, and, and that's, you can read the blessings of, of God up through 14. That's what it should be. Are we walking in the blessings of God tonight? We pray and we ask God for the blessings, but we are not overtaken by the blessings. In fact, it seems at times 
as if the blessings avoid us. What are we doing wrong? Again, death and life is in the power of the tongue. We've got to speak life into our situation. We've got to speak positive into our situation. Not gloom and doom, despair and agony on me. But we need to speak God's blessings. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. God has blessed me. I have a living blessing. We've got to speak that out. James 3.10 says, Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things all not be so. So many times we talk about the blessings of God. God is so good and He's so blessed. And then the next words out of our mouth, you know, I've been really having some problems on this area of my life. I, you know, boy, our finances are really suffering or I've been really, really sick. I'm down in my back and, you know, we just then we go back and speak the blessings. We're saying blessings and cursing over our life. And they don't mix. We need to learn to take the promises of and the blessings of God we read about in the Word and personalize them. We must learn to speak blessings and life into our situations. I read verses 3 through 6. What we were to read, God, I thank you that I am blessed in the city and I am blessed in the country. Blessed is the fruit of my body the produce of my ground and the increase of my hands, the increase of my cattle and the offsprings of my flocks. Thank you that my basket and my kneading bowl are blessed. I am blessed when I come in. I am blessed when I go out. And you can just continue on. You take the Word of God and you start speaking it and saying it into your situation, into your life, and you'll see life come into your situation. Desist from the, the negative talk, but... Speak the life through the Word of God into your situation. And God will change it because He is a, He protects His Word. He's a doer of His Word. And as we speak Him out, it becomes a reality for us. I know that I'm, I'm closing now. We're going to get out early tonight. But I know that many have been facing some pretty hard times. But let me, let me encourage you, don't let these things get you down. Do not allow Satan to put all that pressure on your life with all the wrong that's going on. You know, we've got a big Savior up in heaven. And He's willing to take it all for you. He's already paid the price for you that you can be set free. He's already paid the price that you can be blessed. Bible-believing Christians 
should be proactive in combating the attack of the enemy. Not passive, but proactive. We need to speak into our situations the Word of God. Romans 4.17 says, And call those things which do not exist as though they did. Your situation may be one right now, but you start speaking the things that you want it to be. You start speaking those things that I am healed in Jesus' name. I am healthy. I am whole. You start speaking the things that my finances are secure. My job is secure. You start speaking those things that uh, God, you have supplied all my needs and my needs are secure right now. God, there is no need in my life because, Lord, you have provided all things for me. And you start speaking them and you start making them alive in your heart and your spirit. And God will honor that and he will change it for you. I don't know where you are today. But God is right now just waiting for you to just take a hold of his word and believe him for what he said. He will honor his word to you. Don't dishonor him by allowing the enemy to rob you. Become proactive in the promises of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God, I want to thank you for speaking to my heart tonight. Lord, I thank you for the truth of your word. God, I thank you, Lord, that your your word's always sure. We can live by it. We can trust it. Lord, I thank you for the promises of God. I thank you for the promise of Abraham that you have given unto us. God, I thank you, Lord, for all the blessings, Lord, that, that the kingdom of God has It's for us. That you don't hold back any good gifts for your, for your people. Lord, I pray that every one of us can latch on to the truth of what we talked about tonight. Lord, that we will become proactive. Lord, that we will reach forward and go forward. That we will receive the blessings and the promises of God. Lord, you got a table prepared for us. The enemy may be all around us. But Lord, you have prepared a table for us. It's full of blessings. It's full of promises. It's full of good things to eat. God, I thank you tonight. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're even now, even right now, Lord, People are changing their thoughts and the way they're thinking about things. God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the abundance 
that's ours. I thank you, Lord, that you own all the cattle on a thousand hills. And God, you got them there for us. Thank you for, for it, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And uh, God's blessings upon you tonight. And uh, look forward to seeing you this Sunday. Amen. God bless you.